Hi, you're very welcome along to uh, Mark's Motivational Podcast, this Authors Tuesday episode. Um, I had another great author on the podcast um, today, Robert McDermott. He's he's the author of a novel called Jonestown. It sounds really, really good. I'm going to share all his links on the show notes, so make sure you check them out. Um, So thanks a minute for joining me today, Rob. Um, Enjoy the episode, everybody. Thank you. Hi, welcome to Mark's Motivational Podcast for this Tuesday episode, another Authors Tuesday. So tonight I'm delighted to be joined by another author, uh, Rob McDermott. So um, it's great to have you on, Rob. Thanks a lot for joining me. Uh, thanks for the opportunity, Mark. Good to talk to you. Yeah, great stuff, great stuff. So um, we'll probably start the podcast off tonight. Your book is called Johnstown. Would you like to tell uh, the listeners a bit about it and where they can buy it, please? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jonestown is um, is the book. Um, first of all, uh, a bit about it. It's set in America, yeah. Um, it's a contemporary America, um, and it's it's set in a, a gated community. So really pre- prestigious, sort of you know affluent people. People who are constantly trying to one up themselves, uh, one another, I should say. Sort of that's the Jonestown bit of it. So keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah, but also Jones, Jonestown is a famous sort of reference to the um, the cult of Jim Jones and mm. what happened in in Guyana in 1978. And part of the story revolves around this community and its charismatic leader, which, in fairness, is a kind of a it's a sort of a subtle sort of take on Trump's America. Yeah, um, yeah. And that and that's part of the story, but. The narrator of the story um, who tells us right from the start that he's kind of making stuff up um, and, 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 you know, part of the reason I wrote the book was to explore that style of writing the unreliable narrator. Mm-hmm. Um, he, through the course of telling what's going on in Jonestown, starts to reveal about what happened to his family and why his family fell apart and, uh, and, and you know, the various tragedies and sort of bad luck that followed him because his sister, who he's estranged from, is convinced that he is cursed. Um, so there's kind of, you know, there's a lot going on in the story. Um, I recently had somebody review it and uh, they, they sent me, they haven't written the review yet, but they sent me a message saying they had finished it and said, it's kind of a, they said, it's kind of a cross between J.G. Ballard's Cocaine Nights and Desperate okay. Housewives. Now, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but it it, it certainly has that sort of um, you know the the you know the desperate housewives. I have I've only ever watched a couple of episodes, um, mm. but um, it definitely has that sort of uh, yeah you know the dynamic. Everyone trying to sort of get the better of everyone else. Lots of secrets, community with a lot of secrets. Yeah. Um, and I suppose cocaine nights um, is 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 more about that sort of idea of that sort of unreliable narrator making up the story and trying mm. to sort of keep us keep us guessing yeah um and it's uh it's available on book depository yeah uh, the the usual the usual outlets you know amazon um it, like it's with an american publisher um yeah. so you know barnes and noble and that but it'll right. it'll be in it'll be in dubre books in black rock i saw um, that yeah 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 in a, in a couple of weeks it's just mm. the, the 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 manager they have problems with the supply chain and Brexit and all Brexit that. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. The, the, yeah. the books come from England. Yeah. Yeah. No, mm. that's great. And you, that's brilliant. It sounds really good. Like I can't wait to get hands, my hands on it myself. 
So that, that's yeah, brilliant. It's, yeah, it's yeah. A, it's a bit different. Yeah, and do you want to tell the listeners why? Why did you um you, you kind of um do it in America? Why did you um you, uh put it out there in America first or? Yeah, um, I suppose it goes it goes a while back. Like, um, my brother in law lives in Miami, and yeah. um, uh, we went like a we sort of go to America every second year before before the pandemic. Yeah. Um, but I remember being there and kind of really getting immersed in the culture. We've traveled a bit around America, um, mm. myself, my wife, my son, um, like been to um, you've been to California, been to Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, been to Arizona, various other places. Great, yeah. And I lo- and I love the um, I love the kind of just the the the, the open of the culture the kind of the, the possibility anything could happen there you know as a setting yeah. it's just a wonderful place as a setting mm. um because it has just that diversity and eclectic quality but it's also a country that has a really really troubled past and mm-hmm. of course what really sort of provokes this book and and america was that i have a really good friend who lives in uh, oklahoma he's a poet uh, his name is Ron Wallace, and any of your listeners into poetry, ronwallacepoetry.com. He, he has a gift for language that I, I envy. He's a stunning yeah. poet, all about landscape and history and that. But he's a, he's a because he's educated, he's a Democrat. And um, he, he was obviously troubled with what happened in 2016. And we began speaking about sort of Trump's America and as it sort of snowballed into the absolute mess that sort of culminated with January 6th last. Um, and he gave me some really good insights into America and kind of uh, what was going wrong with it and so on. And I just thought that that those ideas sort of the germinated into the story. And I'm not saying my book is political, it's not at all. Um, yeah, yeah. But it does, it does sort of explore some of the, the sort of the underbelly, you know. Mm. Touches on ideas like racism and and again that idea of how how good people are turned into, you know, turn against one another. Yeah. And and a good a good portion of the book as well is told in flashback and sort of is told sort of nostalgically, sort of focusing on the nineteen seventies and this you know the main character's childhood seventies and the eighties. And I think there is a there's a great sort of yearning for the past in america um yeah. which is partly a good thing and maybe partly not a good thing so um i just think it's an amazing place and an amazing uh, setting um like i think sometimes writing about ireland when you write about ireland there's an irishness to it that uh, i i don't particularly like uh, at least mm-hmm. not something I'm particularly interested in writing but I like I like when writers use it and when they do it but I just don't think uh, it doesn't work for me I prefer to mm-hmm. you know s- set things far away because then I can claim that I'm not actually writing about anyone I know <laughs> yeah yeah no that sounds great I love the love the way you're kind of using like going back on a history as well so that that sounds really yeah. really really cool like um that, that's brilliant Rob because you know because I love the way you've done your homework, like you've got a friend that lives over there as well. So do you think that that kind of inspired you a bit um, with, with writing the book? Yeah, yeah, well, absolutely. Like, um, as you say about homework, like I do my research, I made sure that everything was was as accurate as it could be, even to the point of, and I, I also another thing, I, lo- I like the way that they use language, the Americans use language, the way they speak. And yeah. I tried to capture that about it as much as I could. Um, 
and you know it got published so somebody likes it great stuff, <laughs> i must yeah. have done i must have done a half decent job <laughs> yeah yeah no, that's great well done i hope it does really well yeah. for you hope it does really Thank well you. for you yeah so um as you said earlier on the book will be available in uh Dubry books in black rock mm. um what other bookshops ha- um have it in stock uh rob uh, well, because because I've, I've uh, I'm with a small publisher and okay. I don't have any kind of openings on this side of the world, I have to do a lot of that sort of myself. Yeah, I've approached um, I've approached my local bookshop, which would be Easons in uh, I live in Glasnevin, so Easons okay. in the Omni and Santry, mm-hmm. and they've yet to get back to me. But I understand it's hard. Like like yeah. Dubray Dubray are, are are selling my book because I work uh, near near Black Rock oh, and. Great. The manager thinks it's uh, it's kind of a local interest story, and it you know there there mm. might they might they might get some sales out of it, but hopefully, um, yeah. yeah, it's very it's very hard without like I don't have an agent, uh, mm. I'm not with a big company, and um, yeah. getting your book uh, into the like one thing I've learned um, since uh, since we've been doing this process of getting the book out there, um, like I spent the whole of last summer. Uh, editing which was like having homework uh mm. like seriously yeah. uh, it was like it was it was five six seven eight eight hours a day uh, like mm. sitting rewriting drafting and just sort of going what what because my my editor he lives in uh he lives in california so like i'd be starting at nine o'clock in the morning here i'd be finished by four o'clock sending it to him so that his day would start at nine o'clock in California and he could and we did this process relentlessly for the entire summer mm. and then once it was finally done and I kind of thought oh then it was um listen Rob yeah we'll 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 get your book out there we'll do all the rest but listen you have to get uh, endorsements from other writers uh you've got to go out there and uh, see where you can sell it get yourself a social media presence blah 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 all of this kind of stuff mm. and uh, yeah since since then i've been working two jobs <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah good no it's, it's but, tough but you, yeah you know yourself like you're a writer yourself and like mm. you know the editing process is is grueling yeah it is um, yeah 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 yeah, and, and yeah, you know, I, I hear you. I can understand exactly where you're coming from, Rob. But have you always yeah. been a writer yourself? Have you always um, written? Yeah, like I'm. I have a bit of a confession. I don't mind telling this to however many thousands or whatever hundreds of thousands of listeners you have. But um, the uh, I, I when I was twelve um, for Christmas, rather than get the usual whatever it was back then. Um, I asked for a really nice ballpoint pen and a hardback book, copy book. And I spent my entire summer hol- or sorry, Christmas holidays writing fantasy stories in the kind of the J.R.R. Tolkien kind of style. Like I was really big into that. Mm. And um, yeah, and like uh, you know, a couple of months later, I'd filled an entire 120 page copy book of this you know, nonsense story about elves and wizards and dragons and all that kind of thing. Mm. but you know that was the start like and and I did a lot of uh, as a teenager did a lot of sort of that kind of writing and then I started writing poetry in a, in a kind of meaningful way um mm. like you know 
uh, I'm sure you you in your in your teen years uh, had the same kind of confusing emotions and just yeah. what's the world about and you wrote these awful poems and I'm sure you wrote the occasional sort of love poem about some girl that you fancied who yeah. didn't know you existed <laughs> and and you just wrote all your misery onto the page well yeah I wrote plenty of them um but uh, I so I wrote poetry well into my 20s and even into my 30s and I published a poetry book in 2006 uh, called mm. Beneath the Waves uh, which ah, look uh, 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 you know it did it did okay and it was nice to get out there um you know get my poems out there get my writing out there but I started and then uh, I wrote some one act plays so kind of I tried a bit of everything really uh, stuff, yeah. but 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 for the last in 2008 I started writing my first proper novel which mm. was I don't know did you ever read Flan O'Brien that's so, what I haven't really come across that now yeah no. yeah no, no I, I'd, I'd swim two birds the third placement he uh, Irish writer but like mad mad as a brush like mm-hmm. very 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 funny very yeah. zany and like he's his books are written in the 50s and 60s and like mm. you know quite quite sort of surreal i love his his writing and i kind of wrote a book about modeled kind of loosely on how fran o'brien writes and that was a practice book mm. and then about five years ago i wrote a detective novel and then i wrote another right. one and um i thought you know, one the second one. I thought this could go somewhere. This is actually not a bad book. This was that was the first book that I wrote, and I kind of thought I really had something here. Right. And yeah. of course, yeah, of course, sent it out, and yeah, thanks, but no thanks. Uh, oh, this is uh, this book's not right for us at the moment, and all that kind of stuff. And uh, mm-hmm. came back, and then in 2018, I started. Uh, I started Jonestown. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote it in a furious summer I basically I wrote the first draft just about 12 weeks just lashed it out and it was rubbish but the kernel the whole the, the story the shape of the story was there um, and I fixed it up and sent it off and got the same kind of rejections and so on and oh, then uh, yeah well look <laughs> mm. I, it's uh, it's it's some sometimes you know you know the ones like sometimes uh, when you get the get the rejections and they have these lovely polite ones which are like uh, you know this is uh, this is not right for us it's really interesting and we you know and they 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 yeah. try to give you a pat on the back while shoving you out the door at the same time yeah, yeah. um I, I sent I sent it off to an agent, uh, some some English fellow, but he sent it back to me uh, and said, uh, uh, "Please don't email me with any writing again." <laughs> and I thought I thought, okay, seriously, must have got him on a bad day. Um, but but you know, um, but yeah, the, the the company who published it, Sulis, uh, um, they they just you know their their motto, I suppose, or part of their ideology is that. Uh, they want to publish books that they think are good, uh, that conventional publishers won't take a risk on. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, their idea, like what I've learned um, through dealing with them is that, and this kind of advice to writers out there who are writing, is that the big publishing houses have a formula. They mm. have something like they have an idea of what they want and yeah. how it's to sound and how it's to look and who's the market. And if you're looking to sell a book to, you know, one of the big five, you better be damn sure that you can sum up your book in a sentence 
and that you know exactly who your target audience is. Because if you send it off to an editor, don't have these really, really clear about that, doesn't matter how good it is. Yeah. Their bottom line is, can we, can we sell it? Mm. And to sell it, they need to know to whom they're selling it. And they need that kind of, you know, clear kind of soundbite, as it were. You know, that's great advice for anybody, Rob. That's brilliant. Like, yeah. fair, like fair play to you for persevering, like, you know, and then you do get your... Um, your book published so that that's 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 great that's a great success story and the, like yeah. when he when when he did get the um the nice letters back did you ever think <laughs> of of um self-publishing did you ever think of going down that road you know i did um i did for a while and like i i don't have uh you know anybody who self-publishes like anybody who publishes it doesn't matter whether self-publishing conventional books whatever uh it's yeah. all good anybody who yeah. puts their their words, their art out there to be to be in, in many cases, you know, it's quite a it's quite a you make yourself very vulnerable by doing it. It's not easy to do. Mm. But anyone who does that has my has my my respect. Um, I was looking at self-publishing and then I'm not very tech savvy. Um, and I just kind of thought, oh, formatting, oh, all this yeah. kind of thing. And I just I thought, oh, that sounds like hard work. And I just kind of put it on the back burner. Now, mm-hmm. to be honest, had I not managed to get accepted by, by Sulis, um, I don't know what I would have done. I don't know what I'd be doing right now. Um, but uh, I did I did kind of think, you know, I'd got so many rejections with Jonestown, like north of 40, like probably, mm-hmm. probably 50, um, that I kind of just thought, you know what, I might just, pack this in I might just sort of I've had enough of it I've given it a try and I just you know I just hadn't got the heart um but you know um the, it, it it got picked up and uh and now I'm working on a, a follow-up well not not of Jonestown but a, but a second book so we'll, we'll we'll see how it goes you know yeah, no, the best look and make sure you send on all uh, the links to your books as well so I can share them on the sh- show notes. I think you already have. So yeah, especially sure yeah. I'll put them on the show notes for you. Um, yeah, because so, yeah, they sound really good. So, um, can I just ask you as well, um, in, in your writing as well, like just say, for instance, um, have you kind of ever hit a metaphorical wall, let's say, like or got a block and how, how would you have handled that yourself, Rob? Yeah, I have. Um, I think we all do. Like I, I, I certainly got got. You know, there's there's two types of block. There's the one block where you actually can't write, where you hit that wall. Mm. I've never really hit one of them badly, yeah. but I have hit the block where everything I write is utter rubbish. You know, it's just it's just awful. And like you, yeah. you know, you, you just you can't. Even if you're supremely generous to yourself, you just go, "Oh, this is just awful, awful." And in a way, that's kind of worse. Um, what I do when I hit that, or when I've hit, as I said, I've never hit a really big wall. But when I, and I think the reason I I have never hit that kind of wall is that I write when it take when the mood takes me. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not kind of like, like Stephen King, who, who I have great admiration for his work ethic. Um, he writes 2000 words a day and his, his suggestion to any writer is do about a thousand words a day. And when I have a flow, uh, I do. 
but I'm mm. not going to force something. I'm not going to write if I'm not in the humor for it. Um, and you know yourself, like, you know, with, with life the way it is and the busyness of life, um, snatching five or 10 or 15 minutes here and there to write is a good thing. And, you know, if you can do that. But I think, I suppose, don't force it. Yeah. Because if you force it, Um, this podcast say things like, um, you know, get through it however you can, whatever way you do get through it, just just as long as you can get through it. As Winston Churchill said, when you're going through hell, keep going. Yeah, yeah. No, that's great advice. That's that's really good advice. I actually really good you made, um, mm. Rob. There, really, really good. Cheers. And you how do you keep yourself motivated as well, Rob? How do you kind of keep yourself motivated in your writing? Um, I, I'm always motivated as long as I have a good story. Yeah. As long as I've got something to say, I think that is the motivation in itself. As I said, I'm not the kind of, I, you know, in terms of the work ethic, I don't have this kind of, you know, I write for two or three hours a day, every day. I don't have that. Um, but if I've got a good story, that's what keeps me going. Um, and sometimes it could be, you know, as I said, I'm working on a novel right now. But uh, I think sometimes I, for a bit of a change of gear, I will occasionally write a short story. Um, and uh, um, I, 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 you know, that's what sort of, when, as I said, when the story hits you and the right time to tell it, um, yeah, you just, you just go there, get it done. And um, I don't know about you, but like, uh, um, I certainly have a nagging voice in my head that says to me, oh, you should be writing this. You should be writing this story. You should be. Um, and that's kind of what I won't say I'm motivated as much as I'm kind of nagged into writing in some cases. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, that's funny you should say that because I was going through, through a stage I was writing about um, like a couple of hundred words a day and mm -hmm. then it was going fine for me. And then all of a sudden over the last few days it just wasn't happening. So like that's really yeah. good advice that you've given me and for the listeners as well because you know don't put too much pressure on yourself if it's not working out one day just leave it alone then wait for the inspiration to come is it, would that make sense? It's just that's absolutely what, that's like, like 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 I think I think you know as I said generally usually if you force it what comes out isn't great yeah but whatever works whatever works for you but I think if exactly. you do hit a time yeah. if you do hit a time when stuff isn't going well just you know, just leave it alone. Just yeah. do something else. Go back. Yeah. I think another thing as well is go back to the kind of things that make you happy. Mm. For yeah. Sort of, if you unclutter the mind, that could be, you know, uh, watching a movie, listening to music, going for a walk, playing with the kids, playing with the dog, you know, just getting away from it. Because, yeah. because there's enough pressure to write without you know in the writing itself without feeling that you know uh, th that external pressure without having that internal pressure as well so just mm. you know uh, in the words of Elsa let it go <laughs> <laughs> put it there <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh no that's great um and during lockdown how how did you find um the experience um in lockdown you know with your writing did it did it affect you in a good way or or did it have any what? kind of do, do you know what I did? Um, I don't think, I think I might have written 
half a dozen short stories during lockdown. Brilliant. And I kind of sent a few to competitions and I think I got one or two published uh, in online magazines. But what I did during lockdown, because it, it was such a, it was such a weird time. Uh, mm. It was this, I don't know how to describe it. It was like somebody hit the pause button, but at the same time, do you, do you remember? Because you, you, you know, you and I are probably of a similar age, but you, do you remember back when you had your VCR? In the yeah. olden days, and you hit the pause, and the picture was kind of doing this little dance. Yeah, yeah. That, that's yeah. what, and but it, but you know, that's what lockdown felt like to me. It was like you mm. were stuck, but you were still doing a bit of a little jig, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, just, just, just crazy. Um, what I did was, um, I, I started drawing, and if you look at the cover of Jonestown, uh, I drew that. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, that's really good. Yeah. The picture. So what I did yeah. was I, I started using oil pastels and like you, you you do this rubbing and shading and kind of, you know, with oil pastels and then you draw on top of it with a really heavy pencil. So I just started drawing them and like, you know, my wife got mad because there was these pictures appearing on the walls of the house everywhere, just these A4 pages that I had drawn and just stuck up there. And she was yeah. like, you know, but, but uh, um uh, and and you know I wouldn't I wouldn't dare claim to be to be an artist of any kind, but uh, I I could always draw a little bit, and I just thought I've got the time. I'm gonna I'm gonna have a bit of fun with this, and mm. um, that 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 gets me through um, um, exercise reading. But I didn't do much. Um, I didn't do a lot of writing during during lockdown. I don't know why my head wasn't in the right place. Mm, yeah, no. Yeah, just no. It's just interesting how because different people had different experience of it, didn't they? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. actually, I, I I did do one thing that just just worth making a, a mention of. Um, I I collaborated on a book called uh, Lights on the Horizon. Um, Very good. A, a guy a guy up north, uh, Andrew Andrew Timmy, is a writer, and he put a sort of a call out to other writers, to sort of poets, writers, everything. To, to create a piece, uh, to create a sort of an anthology um, with the view of selling it and the proceeds, the profits going to the frontline workers. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, very and, good. And yeah, and we did well. We sold quite a few copies called The Horizon. But um, I wrote a short story for that about, uh, about sort of a day in the life of an ambulance driver. Oh, very um, good, yeah. And, and, and about how, because he was dealing with sort of covid patients that he 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 had to be sort of quarantined within his own house and how he missed his own family and mm. you know um but uh, um if you if you you know if you're looking to support uh, a, a good cause um lights on the horizon and you'll be able to find it i think i'm, I'm not sure what bookshop it's in but you'll definitely be able to find it online oh great um, great yeah i'm sure and it's, it's, for, it's, for one we'll get one of them like but i'm sure the list will buy that that's great well done that's yeah brilliant. no it's it's it, it's a yeah. brilliant uh, it's a brilliant anthology it's a really it's yeah. a good sort of coffee size mm. uh, coffee table size book it's a good okay. yeah. hard, hard cover book now it's not cheap but then again you know yeah. it's uh, it's go, it's going to it's going to a good cause and yeah. uh and, and a lot of people could relate to what you've written. Sorry, a lot of people could relate. Well, 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 no, absolutely. Yeah. Like, and the stories in it and the poems in it are are, are written by ordinary people like ourselves, and yeah. uh, they relate. They all relate to a COVID experience. It's got a lovely yeah. sort of visual quality, and mm. it was endorsed by uh, none other than Louise O'Neill and Jeremy Irons. Um, okay. They uh, they 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 gave it a plug. So, um, you know, it had some serious heavyweight backing. Yeah, that's great. Well done. Yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah, we'll have to have a look for that. Like maybe if you want to put send it to me as well, I can put it on the show notes for people to find if, if yeah, you, yeah, that'd be that'd be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, and, I can do that. Yeah, and have you ever um got interested in narrating your books, like as audio books? Have you have you thought about that? Uh, well, I don't particularly think I have a good reading voice. Um, it's my voice is too nasal for that. I'd rather you know somebody with a nice deep resonant voice. Um. Uh, uh, reading um but uh, not really i i like you know the voice mm. work stuff is such yeah. an such an incredible skill i heard that yeah um yeah. not yeah. not for me uh yeah. i couldn't I, I couldn't do it but yeah. um i suppose like you know depending on how how things go with with the book uh, yeah. there is an option to do that yeah that's perhaps more really what i meant that's what i'm sorry yeah. for i uh, like no, to no. make it as an audio book kind of sorry yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no the publish the publishing house have have a couple of uh, audio recorders uh, or sorry voice artists yeah. on on their books and uh, the option is there but um so we'll, we'll see how it goes first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, brilliant. No, the best of luck with yeah. it, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, no, just the same, they seem very popular at the moment. A lot of people like the, the audio books, don't they? Yeah, well, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. W- one of the things I, I that, that, as you said, um, you know, that got me through lockdown as well is listening to podcasts. Mm. And and like podcasts for sure have uh, have sort of become a, a, a feature. Popular, of, yeah. It's about... I, I suppose it's a middle-aged thing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you put on the headphones and you go off and you take the dog for a walk. But but you know, I have a I have a, I have a huge interest in U.S. politics, and I listen to a lot of um, uh, podcasts on U.S. politics. But I listen to uh, you know, I, I also listen to uh, oh God, I don't know how many. I must have 20, 30, 40 podcasts. You know, uh, on my on my list, and I sort of. I listen to about four or five regularly, but I will dip into them. I just love listening. I love listening to people talk. Yeah, um, yeah. I love listening to smart people share ideas mm-hmm. um, and, and, and just, just the sound of how people use language and, and mm. tell stories. Um, yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah uh, that's, it's, that's it's, great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that's, no, that, that's brilliant, though, because... Um, that's how I got interested in doing these podcasts as well for yourself mm. and anybody that's listening. There's a really one got really good one called Changing Minds by Alan Fitzpatrick. Um, okay. It's a, it's a really he goes through a multitude of um of of subjects like you know and he he kind of got me interested in doing this kind of thing myself. So it's well worth checking out. Well worth checking out. I made a note of there. Changing Minds Alan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, yeah, it's very good. Yeah, very good. I know. I love yeah. I love listening to that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And um, just um, one, one or two more questions, if that's okay. Um, sure, do, you yeah. know, do you know when you're you're writing? Would you listen to any music when you're writing yourself? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I like and I like. Um, well, like you know, I grew up listening to uh, well, I suppose all kinds of music. My my father, a huge fan of like Gilbert and Sullivan operettas, and you know, I grew up with that kind of stuff. And then my mother, big fan of Johnny Cash and all that. The kind of music like. You know, I was a teenager in the mid '80s, mid to late '80s, and mm. indie music and guitar music has has always fascinated. You know, always been my thing. So I grew up listening to Sonic Youth and Pixies, and then yeah. those those kind of bands. Mm. And that's what I play. I like usually fast paced kind of indie rock music oh, is what I listen yeah. to, and quite loud when I'm writing. You know, oh, yeah. and it, it it just sort of channels that energy. 
you know oh, yeah. it's there in the background like like even though there are lyrics and words in the songs i'm not i don't hear them i just hear this noise and it kind of compels me to type quicker <laughs> just yeah. doesn't mean the writing is any better but it's mm -hmm. more it's 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 just it's just a good way of sort of as i say all the distractions are are gone i can focus on what i'm doing that's great because it's 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 funny that because a lot of people have different kind of music they listen to when they're writing like some people wouldn't have lyrics whatsoever and other people want lyrics you know like I, i've only started yeah. to write listen to music so i'm, I'm with you there 100 it's great yeah it's great yeah i think i think yeah. listen to the music that you like to listen to mm -hmm. and and uh, um you know even if it has uh singing and and, and lyrics you'll tune mm -hmm. it out You'll yeah. tune it, and I, I guarantee you'll, you'll up your productivity. I can't yeah. guarantee you'll up your quality, but certainly the word count will increase. It does, yeah, it really does. I agree with you. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and do, do you have, I know you mentioned earlier on a bit of an influence, a book you, you mentioned earlier on, but is there any books that come to mind, one of your, your favorite books and authors that, that inspired you? Ah, yeah, there's the, you know, how long have you got? But uh, I suppose my, my, my favourite author, uh, uh, like when I was about 19, 17, 18, 19, I can't remember, but that sort of age, I discovered uh, Kurt Vonnegut, the American satirist. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Um, uh, his, have you read any of his? I've heard of him before. I've, I've come across him. But uh, he's, uh, yeah, he, yeah. He just he just make you laugh out loud, but he also yeah. has a kind of a very powerful sort of uh, progressive humanitarian message as well. But his books are madcap zany. Big fan of him, always have been. Uh, big fan of John Irving, uh, another mm -hmm. American writer. Um, but his books are like you know they're the size of a sliced pan. <laughs> they take they take forever to get through. <laughs> But, yeah, I love that term. But at, so but, at, but at the moment, I'm reading. I read a lot of short stories, and um, I, I, I'm reading. I've just finished the the third collection by an American short story writer called Laura Vandenberg, who is just a stunning writer. Um, an amazing sort of exploration of uh, all her characters are women. Most of her stories are told in the first person, but just she just is able to weave this tapestry of these amazingly uh, sort of neurotic, fraught, but yet strong characters kind of right on the verge of some great crisis. And the stories just are so, so compelling and sort of meticulous detail. Her writing is beautiful. Uh, I'd recommend her if you like short stories. Yeah, that's a great recommendation. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I must check it out. Yeah, because they are the great the short stories, and they, and they don't take too much um time like to read either. Like, to, yeah, no, that's it. Like a, a well a well written short story is is yeah. is such a treat. You know, it's like yeah. it's like yeah. you remember back in the days when you used to be able to get a bit of time and you could go off for an alpine and read the paper. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, short, a short story is the literary equivalent of that. Whereas a novel is a bit like going out for a meal, and yeah. you know, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, you touched on yeah, you, I agree with you. Yeah, and you, you touch on the music a little bit there. Like, what's mm. do you have like um, a favorite band yourself? Like, do you like to listen to when you're chilling out? Uh, when I'm chilling out, I, I suppose there's no one that in particular. I kind of you know whatever whatever takes whatever takes the mood. Like as I said, you know, favorite band is probably Pixies. I like mm. to go to live music when I can. Yeah, I miss that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I think we 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 all do. I. You know, I remember hearing it put that 
somebody I can't remember who it was, but somebody was asked what kind of music you know do they listen to, and they said I listen to all types, but I prefer the stuff that lasts. Right, yeah. And and I you know I I'd, I'd, I'd agree with that like yeah. I, you know I I really I, I can't think of a type of music that I that I really don't like now I don't listen to an awful lot of contemporary music but uh, you know um, each each to their own yeah no that's great that's great and yeah. um, movies yourself do you have any favorite movies oh, oh this, yeah. is, this is a great yeah. part of the podcast yeah it's got a great recommends you know <laughs> yeah i suppose i suppose that's the thing you know people well like you know being, being a child of the, the 70s and early 80s and that you know i'm a big sci-fi fan uh, of the original three star wars the six that came after i think the less said out there the better um but and particularly the the three in the middle, God Almighty, I tell you. Um, but like, I've always liked sci-fi, and I always like those kind of, um, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, movies that sort of really strike a chord with me. Um, I suppose one of my favorite movies. I love the Coen Brothers, uh, and um, my favorite Coen Brothers movie is The Big Lebowski. Uh, yeah, yeah. it's such and such a quotable movie, and it's a bizarre, you know. Everybody knows it, and everybody knows the quotes. And uh, um, like a, a friend who lives in Phoenix in Arizona, and I don't see him very often. But when we when I do see him, we just basically spend a, a thing that blokes do <laughs> of, yeah. of a certain age. Um, I've got a couple of films like that myself, Ari. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I think we all do. I think, I think we all do. And like, you know, thinking about a, a movie that really impressed me lately, um, if you've seen it, and like it, it, Quentin Tarantino, who can be a bit of a bit hit and miss, like mm. when he does it well, it's yeah. brilliant. I think Jackie Brown is probably his best movie. Yeah, but when he does it badly, it's awful. Um, but uh, the uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I just yeah, thought was was an absolute treat. It was a great. It was very good. Yeah, it was a great film. Yeah, yeah. great film. It yeah. just ju- it just captured the era, like the costume, the attention yeah. to detail. Again, the dialogue, which is so sparkling, and like yeah. Tarantino and the Coen Brothers. What I like for the uh, you know their dialogue is just so so mm. incredible. It's so yeah. spot on. Um, but yeah, and then I'm looking forward to um, Dune. Dune is coming out on Friday. Okay. That's the uh, Dennis Villeneuve. Who did you see? Um, did you see Arrival or did you see Blade Runner twenty forty nine? Oh, Blade Runner, great, great movie. Yeah, great movie. Yeah, but the, yeah, it's my favorite. Yeah, but not 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 Blade Runner from not. Uh, I know. Not yeah, Ridley yeah. Scott's Blade Runner, the more recent one. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's great. But yeah. that that's Dennis Villeneuve and. You know, he works with Roger Deakins as a cinematographer, and mm. just the, the way they, just the look of the movie is just stunning. So I think Dune, which which is a terrific book, albeit mm. you know it's a bit deep and a bit philosophical, but I'm looking forward to seeing how he manages it because um, uh, um, what's his name. Um, Twin Peaks. Who directed Twin Peaks? Name is escaping me now. Oh yeah. Um, oh god. Yeah. Um, S- slightly quirk, quirky, strange director. Yeah, yeah. No, I can't, I'm just having a complete blank. Um, but and it'll come to me. It'll come to me in a second. But he he tried to to uh, make Dune 
in the early 80s and made a complete um, hash of it. Um, so, so uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll have to see how, how that, um, how it works out, but, but I, I hope, I hope it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a good, um, uh, uh, a good sort of, uh, dramatization of the book. Mm. Yeah. That, that's one yeah. to, to keep an eye out for. All right. Yeah. It's coming out on Friday. I must have a look at that. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, um, I know I've been I've been looking forward to it. ever since I heard that it's 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 coming out. I just thought uh, can't wait for this. So um yeah, fing uh, you know, fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you, you, Philip K. Dick, he wrote some great great books for, for sci-fi movies, didn't he? Oh, absolutely. By the way, that director is David Lynch, of course. David I could Lynch, forget okay. David Lynch, yeah. Just <laughs> um yeah, Philip Philip K Philip K Dick, who who uh, I I found out much to my amusement, and um, his fans uh, are called dickheads. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you might have to censor that out, but uh, yeah, that that's they're called. But I saw somebody wearing a T-shirt. I was in San Diego some years ago, and I saw somebody uh, somebody wearing a T-shirt that said, "I'm a dickhead," and I thought, oh, "Hang on, what is it? you know," and uh, they knew. I was kind of looking at them going and says, no, 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 I like I like Philip K. Dick's books. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, um, so, so yeah, Blade Runner that we, you referred to, you know, do androids dream of electric sheep, which yeah. is, you know, fair warning if you haven't read it. Um, it's very different to Blade Runner. <laughs> yeah it's yeah. it's it's but 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 he was such he was such a talented writer and had such a uh, he had such a hard life though you know he, he did tough, yeah tough yeah. life like he you know there's a lot yeah. of tragedy in his life um and he didn't really reap the rewards when he was alive either you know no no and a, no. you know a lot of sci-fi writers that happened like a lot of sci-fi writers uh, never made any you know inroads or success or any money no. but yeah you know they turned they turned out those books Big time, yeah. No, now yeah. this has been this has been absolutely great, Rob. I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Absolutely brilliant. Um, so just one more question before you go, if that's okay. Um, just just um, if you could give people advice to keep themselves motivated in their writing, um, in this these hard times, what would you say yourself if you could kind of have a sentence or to keep from your experience? Yeah, well, I suppose in terms of motivation, um, you know. Uh, find the story that only you can tell and write that and, yeah. and search deep for it and find it and tell it and it will find an audience but in terms of sort of again work habits those kind of things there's been i don't know how many hundreds of thousands god knows probably even a million books written about writing and how to do writing and all that kind of thing and i've read a fair chunk of them but the best advice about writing comes from Stephen King and it's very simple if you want to be a writer you have to read a lot and you have to write a lot yeah. and if you do both of them if you do both of them the stuff will come it will the ideas will generate uh, and and writing in terms of idea generation is that once you get an idea and if you get a bit of a flow on that you suddenly find that you've got more ideas than you've got time to write them all yeah, and, and for a writer, that's that's a good place to be. Brilliant, great plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That's brilliant, Rob. Thanks a million for coming on. Um, I really appreciate it's been, it. It's been, been a pleasure, Mark. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, so just 
Do you want to mention the, the name of your book for everybody who's listening one more time, Rob? Yeah, it's Jonestown, and Jonestown. Uh, it's publi- published by Sulis uh, International Press. You can get it on Book Depository. Um, that has free delivery, so I tend to send people there first. Great. But uh, if, if you want to get it, it's also, you know, Kindle, those kind of things. But uh, I, I, I very much appreciate people's support. And if you do buy it and you do like it, a review would also, you know, uh, be, be much appreciated. Yeah. Um, and if you don't like it, you can contact Mark if you're looking for a refund. <laughs> <laughs> very good. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Very good. But um, now I'll be out of the country that week. If you... <laughs> <laughs> Probably, uh, you've, you've narrowed it down to a week. Good man. <laughs> yeah. But um, thanks a lot, Rob. I wish you all the best in your future uh, writing. And um, make sure you send me on all the, the links and I can put them on the show notes. Will do, Mark. And listen, yeah. you keep you know success with your writing. And, uh, uh, you know, I hope your journey is uh, a successful one, too. Cheers, Rob. So that was Rob McDermott, everybody. Uh, thanks a lot for tuning into today's podcast. Um, so um, I really hope you're enjoying these podcasts. So if you like them, we'll like them and share them. Um, so have a great week and we'll talk to you on Thursday for another podcast. Take care. Thank you. Yeah, thanks again for tuning into today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. That was a great uh, interview with Rob and McDermott. So um, I wish him all the success with his book and his um, any other books he brings out. So um, once again, just check out all the his links in the show notes and get your hands on the book. So uh, stay tuned and have another episode on Thursday. So stay safe and good evening and all good. Song of Fall. Goodbye.